Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Dr. Merkel. And it's the new year. We've conquered all of our bad habits. We've mm-hmm. <laughs> lost mm-hmm. all of our weight, yep. organized our yep. lives. Yeah. Everything is sparkling. Totally. And so... My windows you know, and everything else. Our jobs are done. <laughs> Just done. <laughs> I know. I mean, I assume that that's true for everyone, not just me. <laughs> I'm not the only one who's achieved everything. I will say, though, I'm actually really happy. Last week, we talked a lot about this. Okay. About our time management and our new systems. Oh, I've been our, implementing. Our things. Yeah, me too. And I'm actually yeah. really liking it. Me too. So far, mm-hmm. I'm getting good reports from myself. Good. About- <laughs> <laughs> you know what the thing is? For me, as I think, I, I don't even know where it was that I saw this that someone said, listen, if you went on a diet where you avoided eating any foods with the letter B in them, you would lose weight. <laughs> and it's true because the variable is attention and mm-hmm. control. And it's Absolutely. also true that whatever the heck organizational system you're trying to do, when you're fully trying to do it, you're going to yeah. be doing better. Yeah, yeah, you are. When you're going to feel successful because Rather you're like than, mentally engaged yeah. in the task. Sometimes you feel like you've dropped the reins and you're just letting <laughs> the horses run. That's been me. That mm-hmm. has been, my life has been feeling that. Like yeah. my head is just bumping along on yeah. the ground as I exactly. drag behind yes. the horses. One foot in the stirrup. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's not going well for me. But... Yeah. So a little bit of control and focus goes a long yeah. ways in times like yeah. this. Yeah, and I don't remember. I think we said this last week, but I was talking about planning out the ideal week, you know? Oh, right. And I was figuring out, like, you know what? If I really want to make progress on some of these goals, I really need to dedicate some time in my schedule for those things. Mm. Because you need to find some more little pockets to f- put things into because it's, it's a full week and yeah. I'm not going to find myself kicking around bored wondering if I ought to turn my attention to, you no. know, one of my big goals. Heaven. So anyway, I, I have, you know, s- tried to have, find different spots in the week where I might only hit it once a week, but because of that, it's like, Ooh, Ooh, tomorrow's Thursday. That means, you know what I mean? Like it actually is something I'm looking huh. forward to. And it's funny how much, it actually feels like it's really lengthened my days because yeah. I'm trying to pay attention to the clock in the afternoons and get things done before a certain time. And it's funny how much you, well, it's like you with your little timer. Yeah. My system is different. I just think it's interesting how much time is so little time for me. Mm-hmm. I was just realizing that the period of time from right after school to right after dinner mm-hmm. is actually a really big stretch of hours. Yeah, it is. But it does not feel like no. that. It feels no. like things are going by no. at a breakneck speed. Yeah. So I've been using the time timer. Yeah. And my Last days, week you, you told us it was in the mail. Yeah, well, it's changed my life so far. <laughs> Everything is better now because I have timed my time. Uh, But actually, it has been really effective for me because I think I have happened upon the balance of structure and unstructure that is actually challenging me Mm -hmm. to get it done, but that is not so impossibly structured that I tap out in fatigue early on, which is what I would do if not just in fatigue, but like. You kind of have to ride the waves of what you feel like doing uh-huh. sometimes. Uh-huh. And if you start cleaning and you're really on a roll and you're busting something out, oh, yeah. it's very hard to stop, stop that, that to go do totally. something else that you're like, no, I'm really close to making the living room look much yeah. better. So why would yeah. I stop now yeah. and go sort socks? Mm-hmm. Like that would be a bad mm-hmm. move. Yeah. But what I've done is in my day, which is from... I'm only, if you only count from after school drop off. So before then, I have probably read my Bible, showered, done, uh, helped with whatever, um, need, you know, whatever around the house. In sometimes, but which is not right now, I try to get up earlier. And I'm hoping uh-huh. to do that once I 
I'm just hoping to extend my dominion. Sure. I'm not trying to start with yeah dieting and getting up no, to five. You've gotta you've gotta ease I'm in and push back there. You have to have a merging lane. You can't just <laughs> During simply... the Christmas season I do what we might I said it one time, but it was like one of those things that you said before you'd really thought through it. I think I was super tired when I said it and then I thought that was the weirdest thing I've ever said, but somehow I keep thinking of it. Which was that I slept like a can opener. <laughs> Except for, it's exactly how I sleep through the holiday season. The perfectly how out. How does a can opener sleep? Dead in a drawer. Oh. <laughs> the can opener goes nowhere. <laughs> you put the thing in a drawer and it oh, yeah. just stays put oh, yeah. and nothing oh, yeah. happens for some time. So what I'm saying is, though, I think I sleep like that all the time. That's yeah, not, but the it's holidays, not a special holiday. I think the thing. holidays really like I. I don't know what. <laughs> I think I'm just like whoa, things yeah. are extra. Anyways, my point is, I do get up early in different seasons of life, but sure. I have not been in it right no. now. So now I've just been getting up at like six and trying to show sure. whatever but I'm planning to push that a little earlier and be mm. a little more productive but okay I'm talking about from like after I run people to school so probably like 8 45 okay to 2 45 yeah that is a, nice, a significant amount yeah, of time it's a nice big street yeah. there and do you know what is like beyond challenging is to do two one hour blocks of working on something sure. specific in that time yeah. And that is a challenge. Sure. And I... Due to all your online poker, of course. Obviously. No, because I'm playing. doing... So, like, what I did and I do, I had to write for an hour. Because I have some writing obligations that I was never getting to because of all of the yeah. other things. So, basically, what I'm telling you is I wrote for an hour. Cleaned and organized specifically for an hour. Wrote for an hour. And read for an hour. Yeah. This is my in the day. Yeah. But I kept the reading for like after dinner. Okay. Like that's yeah. like an evening something yeah. I can do. Sure. But the writing I have to have a fresher brain to sure. participate okay. in. Yeah. So I have to whatever yeah. earlier. But the funny part is I do keep we have a puppy, we got our kids a dog. So I what would happen is I'm like I'm gonna do one hour of cleaning which I was hustling around doing, but then the puppy wakes up. So I just pause the timer. I go take yeah. the puppy to the bathroom. We do a little bit of training. She's running around the house and I really have to watch her a little bit. Sure. Not just lost her in our house twice. Like lost, lost. And it's a big house. So you can really yeah. spend a lot of time upstairs and downstairs and she doesn't answer yet. So yeah. like Derby, you can just call her and she'll yeah. come forth. Yeah. Maybe. Not so with maybe you cannot. <laughs> She's learning. Anyways, I get interrupted. So it ends up, even that one hour block ends up taking quite a bit more sure. time than one hour. But I also found it to be really effective because I'm not, I'm planning on being interrupted. And I do things like I went upstairs to write, but when I go upstairs to write, I make our bed and I tidy up our bathroom and I start a couple yeah. of loads of laundry and I do I do the maintenance work right in that spot. Then I sit down to work for an hour. Sure. Then I go down. I So can you have simultaneous timers running or do you have to wait till you run out on one before you start another one? Well, I suppose if I really cared to have simultaneous hours going, I could, but I don't care. So it's not like you're just trying to log during the day how many No, minutes. I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. I spent way more than an hour cleaning and organizing yesterday. Mm -hmm. But I did a one-hour block sure. of this is the time I have to clean the living, the dining room, the main area. And because I could see it running down, yeah, I felt like I shouldn't reorganize this drawer right now because yeah. I want to get the counters all wiped off. Right. What would have happened at another time is I would have just gone for the whole day doing that and yeah. then wonder why I'm not writing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And well, so it, it's both focus and yeah. it's just saying, what are the things that are important today? And I need to yeah. work on this and this thing and everything else. I don't need to put on the list because I know it and I want to do it. Well, I put into my schedule and it's very funny how it almost is like if you put it in your schedule, you almost don't even need to do it. 
But I was like, just at 4.30, I'm going to just do a white tornado through the downstairs. Just get everything picked up and nice before I start dinner. Because, and then, so it's like at 4.30, I'll do it. And then I will start dinner at 5, you know, or whatever. But it's somehow having that at 4.30 means whatever I'm trying to get done before that, I know it has to be at 4.30 that I have to be done. And so it's similar. It's like mm-hmm. you can see it counting down. So you're like trying to really and hustle to, and get yeah. it done because I have to have finished this because at 4.30 I'm going to go do that. It gives your moment of focus yeah. on one thing more focus because yeah. you're trying to leave it in a good place. Like yeah. you're like, okay, well, let me right. try to get this to here. But the reality is yesterday's big exertion for me. One hour of cleaning and organizing, one hour of writing, one hour of reading. And those were the only things that I tried to get done yesterday. Yeah. But what I did actually get done was a ton of stuff that if I had put it on all, all on a list, I would never have gotten it yeah. all done. So, like, even though that was the main thing, yeah. I did manage to do a bunch of food prep for kids' lunch. Actually, mm-hmm. this was really just to keep me from having to go to the store. But food, <laughs> food prep for the lunches and I made breakfast and I took a meal to someone and we had a nice meal and I did like there were a ton of things that happened Mm -hmm. but they I think they only happened because I was trying to squeeze them in around the things I was really focused on getting done yep and I feel like there's a lot of you know how it is there's it's the 80 20 rule that 80 percent of the things that you try aren't actually what you needed to have done to help you focus but 20% of the time you happen upon Mm -hmm. a method or something that really, really helps you really rings the bell. And this one I can feel. Yeah, no, I can feel that this is the right balance of like, I think I can get this done and also hard to do it. And I like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I agree. I'm, I'm feeling it. I ordered a second time timer. In fact, Oh, oh, so now you can have simultaneous. Well, I have to have upstairs and downstairs because I end up (laughs) transporting it around with me. That's funny. But it, weirdly, I have used the timer on my phone, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work as well for me. I think I have an easier time ignoring a timer on my phone sure. than a thing that you set on the table mm-hmm. next to you that's mm-hmm. like, I am ti- like, yeah. also now I know how many words I can write in an hour. Didn't oh, know that before. Yeah, that's good. Do you know that's good. how many words you can write yeah, in an I hour? I think greatly depends on if I know what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. because some of the time you sit there. But like, average Averagey oh, words? No, I couldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah, well, couldn't tell you. I could have guessed, but I wouldn't. I didn't. I due just, to weird circumstances, I actually know I can write two hundred words in less than five minutes. But that's when you know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I probably could do that if I had if same same difference. Yeah, but I think the thing, the thing about that, and that was actually a thing that I wanted to find out how many words I could write. Of an average writing pace, mm-hmm. assuming that I sort of know what I'm not like that's a research paper. Like, some of the time you're you're sitting you there to trying harder. to formulate your thoughts, and that's part of writing. Yeah, but the reason I was saying this, it was in that book that I don't recommend that I was listening to. Uh, he was talking about being accurate in your time. He's very, in my opinion, he's he's deep in the world of being a yoga instructor he's really okay. trying to be intentional as though intentionality is holiness like sure and that that's his so he's always trying to achieve that somehow right. but one of the things that he does say that's totally accurate is to be like to actually be realistic about how long things take you that's important and that to actually to be realistic you have to actually be i able think to you look have to build in buffers because Mm-hmm. How fast you can do something is not always how fast you can do something. You know, mm-hmm. like how fast you have done it one time before is not the same thing. Yeah. Also, I thought it was interesting because of the because some things like I would not have guessed that what I needed to clean in my kitchen and dining room area this morning would take me a whole hour. Yeah. But it took me an hour pressed for time <laughs> you know and you're yeah. like it's good to know that uh-huh. yeah to be able to budget it in your mind that that yeah. the, this will probably take me an hour yeah you know yeah anyways all this is very fascinating i know everyone's just 
Yep. Pouring over. Pouring over what I do word. with my time what timer. What is Becca going to do at 4.30? Yeah. That's, but that's now the you know. And actually, the time timer, my dream here now is that when I, because I'm taking it and as I settle into the next task that will be an hour, I'm like, see, I'm going to move myself around the house. Like, I'm going to grab my laptop and my timer and go down to the basement and clean up a little bit around where I'm going. And then, <laughs> and then like, make myself yeah. be in other places yeah. in the house, sort of doing the general tidy. Mm -hmm. Because I'm actually there to do something, you know. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. It's a good challenging system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But... I like it because I actually, and I've been thinking about this, how important it is to, like, why you can't just teach your daughters to do what you do, mm -hmm. because everyone is very different in their abilities, their situation, their, like, what what really makes sense to them and what really yeah. is their... What they gravitate towards, yeah. Yeah, what's your optimum performance environment like how can you actually mm -hmm. get the most out of yourself yeah people are very different about that and sometimes yeah. you you want your daughters to be growing up to actually just be with their mind on the goal and the and purpose solvers and the principles mm -hmm. like for I would assume the principles that we have here is that you want to be improving and doing your duties more effectively yeah. and blessing more, your people more excellence yeah and blessing the people that live in your house more and not being a burden to them you know yeah. like the ways that you're you know those are the things that's funny because you need to work on those things to actually have it like to be able to to be improving you have yeah. to actively have your brain engaged in what are my obstacles how can I get better mm -hmm. at this yeah and my weaknesses and mm -hmm. my strengths that are actually weaknesses but I like to think they're my strengths <laughs> <laughs> you know oh I like I think we do like to rebrand our weaknesses sometimes just give them a new <laughs> <laughs> we we like might to not be ready a, to think about an, that Becca <laughs> an all new packaging and now I can make it my strength that's actually, people have been doing that real bad, real bad with the whole, like, my daughter is a hellion. Yeah. Those, yeah. those sort of like. They're terrible. This tells me that she won't stand for injustice. And you're like, nah, that's not what yeah. it tells you. It tells <laughs> you that she's outrageously selfish. Yep. yep. Hold on, I took a, a screenshot of something that was buzzing around that somebody sent me. Okay. And I feel like we should talk about this. I okay. suppose I could do a Department of Hell No on this mm. one. Okay, what is that? Still, it's funny. Be kind about the names your friends pick for their children. Praise their haircuts. Love their tattoos. It doesn't really matter if that's what you would do. Like every selfie, all of them. Clap their songs. Cheer them on. You were born with a limitless supply of encouragements. Use every one of them. Don't... <laughs> Little, there's a little uh, contradiction there. Irony, Rachel. Don't wait for the eulogies to speak out loud that your friends are precious and they make you feel proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is weird because... What, what about... It's if, a tribute to unstoppable affirmation. <laughs> what about people who aren't affirming? Do you affirm that? Well, that's the real question. Clap me on while I tell you that your tattoo is simple. <laughs> you affirm me as I say it. Say, I'm going to say your music taste is horrible, and you're mm -hmm. going to say, Go you. I love what you're saying. Yeah. I just think that that's really interesting. There's a lot, it's very funny. There's a lot of built in assumptions in there. Yeah. Um, which are unquestioned and yet also unfounded assumptions. Be kind about the names your friends pick for their children. Is like, if we assume that your friends have chosen a, a decent and upstanding name for their child, then yes, by all means. Yeah. Just Don't be, be rude. Kind. Don't, Don't be, be rude. a rude sauce. 
praise their haircuts is like, well, I mean, yeah, you no, can be polite. No, you praise can... their haircuts. Mm. Okay, if your girlfriend shaves her head. Yeah, don't praise that. Don't praise that. But I just mean, like, let's say that they got a haircut and you don't think it was maybe the most flattering. You don't need to say that. You can just be nice. It's all right. Yeah, but also you don't need to be a liar and say, this is the prettiest haircut I ever saw in you if you don't believe that. No. But by all means, just stay out of the weeds about the haircut. Just be tactful and be pleasant, you know? Love their tattoos. No. That seems like a high bar to put upon us. That's a... Whatever happens, that love their tattoos. It's a miscellaneous like, adventure right I, there. <laughs> I know. And then it doesn't really matter if that's what you would do. Like, basically, this whole thing leaves zero room for personal conviction or yeah. actual truth statements in what people are doing. I think what they're assuming is that there could be what no moral... What if their moral... tattoo says F you? And you'd be like... I love it. Yay! No, the thing is, they're assuming that these things have no moral component whatsoever. Yep. And that's the problem, is that many of those actually... The part that is, I think, probably strikes people in this, and why it took off to the races, is you were born with a limitless supply of encouragements. Like, the reality is that we actually all do have the capacity to be encouraging. You're, and we you might be... use your tongue... For right, good and, or Ill. and that maybe you're being a critical spirit, and that is actually a yeah. negative influence. Yeah, on your communities, <laughs> you know, you don't want to do that. And mm. actually, I would say, especially with your kids, I've weirdly heard some, like I think in questions or people messaging me, that there are like Christian communities where mothers really value being like tough stuff to their kids and never Mm -hmm. telling them that they love them and never praising them and never that seems sort of unexpected to me like it's hard for me to imagine that being the case but I've heard about it enough to think that it is the case somewhere and in that case it's especially ridiculous to be starving your children from your encouragement and your praise and your delight in them that's something that they should know intuitively that you are delighted in them. Yes. That they're just my parents like yes. me. Yes. And you have the only way that they'll really know that is if you tell them well, and behave that it, way. It really should be that they should be steeped in it. That they never question that you love them and that you're proud of them and that you mm-hmm. know that like that should just be the air they breathe at home so yeah withholding that is super rude well obnoxious and sinful like why would you why would you withhold that from your kids especially because it's they if you think about the whole paideia of god like bringing your kids up in the nurture and admonition of the lord that the nurture is it has that quality to it that this is like, I, I assume people who do that think that they're being, they're equipping them for a hard mm-hmm. life or mm-hmm. they're whatever it is. But that's not what we're called to do with our children, which is the nurture and admonition. Like, they should be getting tons and tons of just good, healthy, love, encouragement, yeah. enthusiasm, support, mm-hmm. people just happy to invest in them and the things that make well, them... Like, imagine if you had a garden that you refused to water or fertilize, but you would only pull weeds. You know, it's just like, that's not going to be a thriving place. It's going to be a sad little place. (laughs) It'll be a scrabbly little dirt patch. Yeah, and yeah, that's not, that's just sad. But I think one of the things about, like, I think that here's a place where I'm just going to say minimalism, I think, is doing us wrong in Christian households if you were really into this, but I'm saying there's a lot of times that expressing your love to your children is a physical, tangible thing. And I don't mean by that uh, that you had to rush out to 
buy them a video game or do something like mm-hmm. buy them the latest toy. But I mean, it is an expression of delight in them is that we have things to bless yeah. them with and like being glad to invest in them and the things that they love and are interested in. Like I, the reason I was just thinking buying them books, like I have some significant readers and keeping them in books is Mm-hmm. is an investment and it is a but it is also something that is a meaningful and loving thing for well, you to do for and we them. know that you're not supposed to just say be warmed and filled you know like right. you have to actually give tangible help you know yeah. in that passage mm-hmm. it's about giving help to someone but same thing you can't just you can't just have this be like an abstract concept that never has any practical application. Right, and take on the things that they think are important or that they're interested in as a thing that you yeah. will be interested. I mean, unless it's for some reason you need to lean against that. No. I think I feel it because I have a bunch of kids at that age where they're broadening beyond me in a way that mm-hmm. they could want to do something in yeah. a way that is like past what I've ever done with it oh, or yeah. what I understand about it intuitively and like it's a it's a place where you have an opportunity to just invest in their right in them and their interests and their um but it's funny how stingy you can be and the reason I say minimalism is a problem there is because it's a problem because I could live without some of the things you know if you're like Mm -hmm. no this is just interfering in my organizational life or that's a waste of my money when you're only enforcing you're overlaying your own interests and desires as like no superior will ruin the decorative scheme of your room or i don't want to have that in my house you know, like, yeah. I don't want that, but it would have been a good kindness to mm-hmm. one of your children. But I also think, leaning out the other side of the canoe, we should say that there are other people who do anything and everything to support every mm-hmm. dream their child ever had. And some yeah. of the time it's like, you know what? You should have said no. They you, could, you could just say, nah, I don't see karate for us. <laughs> Well, but that's what I mean. Like, there are certain things, particularly, I think, uh, when it comes to gender issues in our culture, these Uh are places where I think people should be a lot tighter with um, steering their their children's desires and likes. You mean, like, if your daughter is like, I'm going to be a wrestler, you're going to be like, you should be like, you know what? Here's why we're not doing that. Um, Right. If you've got a little boy who wants to get into fashion design, you should be like, here's why we're not going to go down that road. Yeah. You know? We're going to change and that. We're going we're gonna to pivot here. But that's not, that's obviously not what you're talking about. But I just feel like it's important to no, register. No, but that's, that is a weird um, identity issue. That's a weird trouble of the self issue because people act like a desire pops up. It's, a, it's an expression of the true inner person. Yeah. And that to reject it would be to reject them mm-hmm. instead of to actually, and that's, we were just we talked about the nurture, but the admonition is yeah. the part that actually is a line. Right. It's actually like, right. no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I will always remember my time. You remember like, it's really showing our age, showing my age. I think I was in college when like Tybo was the workout video of choice. <laughs> yeah. Somebody kicky, asked me the kicky, other day. Kicky, wicky, punchy some, time. Somebody said something about typo, and I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And then they and were then like, yeah, came. you remember. And so, and, then, and I was like, oh, wow. I yeah. had I had Mentally completely typo. forgotten typo. Yeah. yeah, well, there was typo. But <laughs> at that time, and it was like a kicking exercise. <laughs> uh and, but it was around that time. I think we had we must have had a video of it because I did it. So whatever. Maybe but, it was on TV. Yeah, on a channel at a certain time. Who mm-hmm. knows? I'm pretty sure it was a VHS, but I can't know that. I have I, no memory of any time having a Tybo VHS. Well, I'll tell you that that Tybo VHS led me 
to a time where I was like, this is a great workout. It genuinely is a, it genuinely does make the muscles burn. Okay. And I was like, this is a great workout. And I said, I think I should sign up for a kickboxing class. (laughs) And dad said, no, you will not. I was like, what? I never intended to become a lady fighter. I just, I just was thinking cardio fitness, a kickboxing class would be great. And I was like, what? Why not? And he was like, oh, because I don't want you to be a dyke. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? But at the same time as I was surprised I was laughing, but it was also like, well, I wasn't going to be. It was like, doesn't matter. None of that. We're not doing that. Yeah. So what I'm telling you is the the baby end is Tybo, and after that, <laughs> someone needs to put up a needs to put up a blocker for you and well, not let you go further. The thing is, you know, there's going to people be people who are deeply offended by what you just said. Yeah, deeply. I know. And so, if that's you. Just going to try to back up now. Just pause. No, just pause and think about this. Because um, Christians tend to want to say, I can't believe that you would jump to that conclusion. And the point is, is like, I'm sorry, look around at our culture. (laughs) Like, has our culture actually run the distance now on this? Do we, in fact, have men winning the women's swimming competition guys it's because of the fact that when it comes to sporting events we, we don't are... <laughs> draw lines correctly <laughs> and so i just think it is actually really important if you're thinking like i can't believe that like kickboxing is a good cardio workout and i can't believe you would think that it has anything to do with it's no, like just this is... just cast your eyes about at our culture and ask whether or not yep things have gotten better or worse and have they gotten better or worse in the Christian community on being able to ascertain some of these issues? And the answer is worse. worse. Also, and this is an important, I think that this is important. The older I get, the less tolerant I am of some of these nuanced arguments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not just my age. I think it's also the situation the church is in right yeah. now. Like, that is like... I'm sorry. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe something that would have that we could all agree would be frivolous and wasteful in peacetime becomes really 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 sickly excessive in wartime. Like yeah. context does change it some does. things. And one of those things that we've been talking about um music standards has been a thing that has yeah. been on that on the, yeah, we've been talking about we've that. We've been talking about that. And one of the things that I, like, in the big discussion, the great elaborate situationals in which someone thinks a particular song might be okay for a Christian to listen to or to have in yeah. their mix because of some whatever, all the big reasons and excuses... My feeling now is like, you know what, though? No, I don't care. Yeah. Because the the real question I have for you is, do you have all of the Psalms memorized? Are you ready to, like, are you actually, like, I feel like we're getting closer and closer to the kind of circumstance where you'd be like, would you really make this argument if you were talking to some of the, like, early church martyrs well, okay. about what you ought to be? So, we were talking about this yesterday. I was talking with the seniors, and we were talking about standards in music and explicit songs that are labeled explicit. Okay, so sometimes that means it has one swear word in it. Sometimes it means it's filthy front to back. Right. And I do think that being able to distinguish... Oh, yeah. Is is an important piece. But, you know, so we're talking about, like, are there any words that are inherently always wicked, no matter what the circumstance? And does God give us a list of approved words? And no, obviously not, mm-hmm. you know. And But I'm like, but but let's just say that we grant for a second that there could be a time when when 
you know, the prophet Ezekiel could have used some strong language in making a godly point. He did. He did that. Yes. Spoiler alert. He did that. So let's just say, is that possible in theory? And it's like, yes. Does that mean that this rapper is doing that thing? <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's the part where you, you've made a leap. And it's like, I sincerely doubt that this rapper is our best exhibition of a godly use of strong mm-hmm. language. And, and, uh, I was telling them we had this upstairs window when my kids were really little that had this tiny little tear in the screen, just a little tear. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's so tempting. You just want to stick your finger through there and see if you can get your finger through there. And you've got a little yeah. fat three-year-old finger that just wants to go <laughs> through there. And then they start poking another thing. And then it was like the little tiny, like Lego man that they would stuff through the hole. And then, and it just keeps getting a little bigger. And then it was like, they started poking stuffed animals out through it because it was like a little hole and you could squish them and poke them through. And then we would pull up to our driveway and we would discover, "Mm, I see three little stuffed animals on the ground beneath the window. (laughs) And we said that was a no, didn't we? You know, like, so it was like this little discipline issue before we were getting the screen fixed. And bigger and bigger stuffed animals were coming out of that. And I think in the end, Mr. Bultitude himself <laughs> came through that hole. And, the, and, and, and in the end, there was no scream. Yeah, it's like, now we're just chucking things out the window. And, and that is what happens. It's yeah. like, you grant one little thing that is actually totally valid and true. But the whole point of granting it for some people is they want to see what else they well, can because, squeeze through. Because the reality is that you could be like, sure, of course, there's some context right. where this yeah. would be not inappropriate. So, However, it's not your playlist. That yeah. context yeah. is not appropriate. And in. to take it back to the kickboxing, would it be wrong for a woman to defend herself from being attacked through kicking by means of kicking effectively? And it's like, well... Obviously not, but that's mm-hmm. also not the thing. Same thing as stuffing Mr. Bultitude yeah. out the hole, which is what our culture has done. Wait, Becca, you and I were talking about some. We were talking about how someone should just do live action, um, like our our <laughs> entertainment world is lying, just telling lies. the biggest lies all Big the lies. time. And one of those lies that Becca and I were commenting on is that. A 120-pound woman in stiletto heels can take down a a criminal with an arm bar. A biker man. (laughs) She can take him down. He's running full speed, and she whips out the arm bar. Ben always dies at that because he's just sort of like... Just try it. Have they never played Red Rover in their lives? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it doesn't work like that. You cannot do it. Now, if you were to throw your arm bar in between their legs and trip them, I could and, see and that. And break your but arm in you, the process. Yeah, I know, but it's like <laughs> when you just whack them across the chest and they inexplicably flip backwards yeah. and fall down yeah. flat. Yep. But that's just one of the lies yeah. that yeah. our culture is telling us. But it, and it they're is getting true. more and more shockingly overt, Yeah, it seems like. Like, yeah. where they're like, look, this person with a miserable existence is really having a great time. Happy. Having They're a happy. great time. Happy, strong, beautiful. Loves themselves. Yeah. Everything is good for her. Self-worship going yeah. well. Going really well. And but, she's feeling, well, that picture was going around of the Golden Girls versus yes. the Sex and the City cast. Yes. And I have to say, I've, I've participated in neither of these shows. So no. all I know is the picture, the side-by-side picture yeah. where the main characters of the Sex and the City squad are actually older than the main characters of the Golden Girls. Yeah. In their picture. And and there is no question about who looks older. And yes. it's not yes. that way. But it's hilarious too because as though any Postmenopausal. <laughs> it's postmenopausal sorority girls. It is like as though that's actually a fun life 
Oh, like, I know. And I know. nothing to show for your 54 years other than a lot of artificial ingredients in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and elsewhere, probably. And elsewhere. The thing is, I, I just really think that the lies our culture is telling are so blatant right now. And some of the littler ones that got us here, like the ones that were back when the hole in the screen was smaller... Christians are still believing those. Oh, and Christians are still fiercely defending us. Fighting about it. Yeah. Like, I can put my fat little finger through this yeah. hole if I want to. Yeah, and the thing is... Meanwhile, is like, Shamu, soon, Shamu. Shamu's coming in. <laughs> and, and that is the trajectory that this has always been on. This yeah. is not like the um, finding the gray area... And then going and camping and ex- in the gray then, area. And demanding that everyone not only acknowledge there is a gray area, but clap your song for you while you're in it. Yeah. That yeah. everyone will affirm this. Everyone yeah. will say, That's where you should this be. is good. And yeah. I think it's just, I feel like we just all need a lot more practice not approving of things no. that people are doing. If you have uh, a girl getting really into, say, powerlifting. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna feel really sensitive about this if we say this, but you shouldn't you shouldn't get into <laughs> powerlifting. That is that is an earlier manifestation of the man winning the women's swimming competition. <laughs> it is the it is on the same story arc. It is on the same trajectory. I it's think simply an earlier plot point. And you have yeah. like I think Christians need to stop doing this thing where this is borrowed dad's analogy where they don't like the end of the movie. So they rewind it five minutes and watch it right. again. It's like, this is how it has, this is where it has been heading yeah. this whole time. And mm-hmm. so you can't just rewind it back to 1998 and think that it would go really well. 1998 was picking up speed, trying to get to right. where we are right now. And there are things that I'm just going to say, like there are, Obviously, there are going to be wisdom issues and things that you need to think through and whatever. Like, for example, I do believe that your daughters and that girls can play basketball and play basketball like a lady. Yeah. But I also believe that that qualifier, like a lady, is actually something that has to be noticed and emphasized and worked on. And I think it's something that makes or breaks whether or not your daughter ought to be playing it at all. Yes, and that when you say, like a lady, though, that's not an afterthought. Like, she's a girl and she's doing it, so it is ladylike. No. It has to be actually the main emphasis. And I know when I played basketball in high school, we had, like, everybody wore ribbons and our hair and like ponytails and whatever but we played teams that were staffed by men you know (laughs) like that were staffed by girls who were in no way trying to be feminine like that was all grunting and shoving and nastiness and and I think we know this that it this is not a a you know disputable claim here is that women's athletics is dominated by lesbians. It's just, Mm -hmm. it just is. I'm not saying every single person, obviously, but go to any, you know, university soccer team. Mm -hmm. Are you going to find a lot of like sweet Christian? No, you are not. Femininity. We're just going to jump in. But I want to say, and just for anybody who's getting their hackles up as we foray into the subject. I know that we're we're losing listeners by the bushel. Whatever. But I want to say something here, which is that that like a lady part should always be part of what you're doing or what your daughters are doing. It is totally possible to do things that are uniquely feminine or overwhelmingly feminine, not like a lady. It's possible. It's possible to nurse your baby in public not, Not like, like a lady, lady. Yeah. okay? That's possible. It's possible to be at home making muffins more like yeah. a man than like a woman. Yeah, it's possible so, to not talk like a lady when you should, even if you're talking about, you know, birth, midwifery whatever. is what but, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. My point, and this is what I'm, what I'm trying to say, is not that we're trying to single out specific activities. Exactly. But there are some things that I think like, yeah, and this is what dad was doing with kickboxing is he was just drawing a line saying that whole activity falls outside of 
where like I want a lady. you. Right. Right. So for us, we would, if our girls, I think all of our girls have at some point played basketball. Right now, Chloe and Blair are in junior high basketball. Sure, yeah. And so right now it's more like exercise and coordination and whatever. Yeah. But should they pursue it, we would be emphasizing how do we want you to do it? Yeah. What level of importance can this have in your life? How do you dress when you're coming to and from such events? Yeah. How do we like how do we comport ourselves like yeah. lady? We have girls do track. Track actually even at state. I was impressed by how much pretty much every girl running how long yeah. ponytail or a braid or a, like a yeah. very feminine yeah girls running but not so always in the field events yeah we would not i think i did discus in high school which mm-hmm. is funny but we would funny in retrospect i don't know how i got into doing the discus i guess just looking for another event uh but like we would not have our daughters do a shot put i just i think that they're particularly right now when the issue of gender and gender roles is the is battle. the battle yeah it is the battle it is it is absolutely the center of where the sort of god hating world is trying to crack this thing open mm-hmm. it is more necessary for us to lean into the roles god has given us not to go find the okay. skinny edge for and instance, try to for instance see like how close we men get. in ballet yeah. has always been an a issue of question but has also been the well football players do it and very manly men do it whatever but this is what i mean by the difference between wartime and peacetime some of these boundaries you have to be like listen it's actually it's actually really more important than that right now like it is more important that your daughter be ladylike yeah. Then that she participate in this right. event. And it's always easy to fight the sins of another era. And the thing is so easy. There there was plenty of stuff wrong with Victorian ideals for women. And should we have been podcasting in the Victorian era, we no doubt I like would to have, think we yeah, would have said something about I, it. Yeah, I hope that we would have been leaning against I wonder, some of those things. I actually wonder. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That yeah. was going to be a big rabbit trail. Yeah, exactly. Was, Hypothetically, yeah, you I, and I wearing little ruffly neck. I was going to get into dresses. No, my my question was going to be, I think I would have been against corsets because if, <laughs> if the women are fainting all the time because. Yeah. Maybe you're doing something wrong in your fashion. But the thing is, like, uh, I I do know that other eras, yes, they had mistaken notions of what it meant to be a woman. And yes, those things should have been corrected. But we're not accidentally about to fall into that ditch. We're Mm -hmm. falling into a very different one. And the world is, like, sucking hard trying to get your girls to, like... You know, abandon it's their, like this giant wet vac that's trying yeah, to suck it, your and girls it's up. Not, it's not like something that you don't need to address and talk with them about and discuss and right. say, like, where are the actual temptations for you to yeah. not be acting like a lady and not embracing the fact yeah. that you are a... And even to say you ought to behave like a lady is to offend Lena, every notion. Lena just showed me last night. She was excessively cheesed off about a commercial that was apparently like the most watched commercial of some time that they looked at it at school and she um, and it was a Heineken beer commercial and the whole commercial is just different situations where someone assumed the beer was for the man and the foofy drink was for the girl oh and yeah. it was not. Yeah. She ordered the beer. Yeah. And he got the foofy drink. And yeah. it was a whole bunch of that. And then it ends with a guy and a girl at a table and the waiter giving her the salad and the foofy drink and him the burger and the beer. And it being wrong. Like, yeah. she ordered. And yeah. here's the thing, guys. Just, it's just manifestly the case that women do eat hamburgers, too sometimes yeah. and women also drink beer too but yeah. literally nobody in the whole world was denying that yeah so this is it was not yeah. even on the table as yeah. nobody's making the claim that women don't eat hamburgers it's yeah. not happening 
But also, it's just a bald-faced lie that the skinny, model girl was the one that would never order a salad. Right. It's not, And that the large man at yeah. the table with her mm-hmm. would have gotten yeah. just greens yeah. for dinner. We all... This is actually a incredibly self-evident truth like (laughs) if you've gone around in the world at all yeah you will have known that big men eat more than little women it's an interesting and there might be like i'm sure there's some rachel i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure that there is some extenuating circumstance that you could bring it up in but my point is they're trying to make a little sassy whatever. Yeah. But what it really is, is actually completely denying something that is plain fact. Yeah. Like, it's... No, what it is, is they've already thrown the bowling ball through the window, and now they're going around to smash every shard out of the sides. Mm-hmm. And our job as Christians is to not participate in smashing out all those little bits that remain. I like I actually when I was writing even exile I looked to try to find this because I vividly remember this ad from when I was a kid because it showed up in magazines or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones that you know like the same ad just keeps yeah. showing up. And it was Paloma Picasso and she was wearing this electric red lipstick. I never could trace this down, though, so I don't know. But it was this full-page ad, and she's, like, staring at the camera with her, like, thin lips, and they're, like, bright red. And it says something about, I don't mind being a woman, but I will never be a lady, or something like that. And, like, that has become such a thing, where it's, like, to be a lady is to embrace all that is backward and barbaric. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to never be a lady. And... And in this moment when everything is under attack, Christians of all people should recognize that that actually matters. And it's also interesting to think that if it matters for the world to relentlessly attack Attack. it, Mm -hmm. then it probably should be a hot tip to us that it's something that's worth defending. And if they're constantly saying, no, there's nothing there, there's no differences, no, there's nothing there, that... That's a sign that there is something manifestly there. Mm-hmm. In a war, you know, the army doesn't throw all focus of hard focus, on the vacant desert. Yeah, mm. on something that doesn't matter. Like they right. don't go off into the fringy bits and then put all their money and effort into conquering some little useless nothing. They right. go for the strategic things and and actually dismantling femininity appears to be their number one objective. And mm-hmm. so if you think that we're being too oh, harsh to say that Taibo is go look at the, on the wrong path. Just go look path. at the weird fashion suggestions that you wear a gender-neutral tube sock dress with frumpy sneakers and ambiguous <laughs> hairstyles. Like, <laughs> you, like, since when is this what yeah. anyone's promoting? They're like, look for something that you cannot tell what it is or yeah. how it got there or... Yeah. What it's for and yeah. no signifiers. We would not want anything like no. a cute earring no. on this person. No. We don't want that. No. The world is just unanimously trying to make us forget how God made men and women differently. Yeah. And it is really our part in this to just horse laugh about it. Actually, oh look, the kids are out there. I need to go. I right. have to well, go. Rachel's going to leave Wrapping you, that up. Leave again, you with a horse my laugh. My hot tip. Is get a time timer and change your life. All right. Yeah. What's your well, hot tip? My hot tip is. I think your hot tip should be pick be your child up at on time. <laughs> okay, All right. Bye. Bye.